Thanks for joining us for A Moment with Jesus, a 30-minute contemplative devotional moment designed to help you cultivate everyday connection with God. We hope this short half hour will give you some breathing room in your day to connect with Jesus. The devotionals are designed so that you'd only need to bring yourself and your preferred way to listen. But if there's anything else you'd like to gather before we begin, now is the time. Maybe a Bible, a journal, something to write with, or anything else you think might help you connect with Jesus during this time. Let's get started. Today is day 19 in our Gospel of John series. Take a moment and begin to quiet your heart and mind and soul and invite Jesus into this experience with you. Let us begin together in prayer. Jesus, we thank you for this journey through the Gospel of John. Help us know you more as we walk through chapter 19. May we see your love, faithfulness, humility, and sacrifice. through your journey to the cross. The next chapter will bring celebration. But let us sit today in this chapter, reflecting on your life-giving sacrifice. In Jesus' name, amen. The Gospel of John, chapter 19. Then Pilate took Jesus and flogged him. And the soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head and arrayed him in a purple robe. They came up to him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews, and struck him with their hands. Pilate went out again and said to them, See, I am bringing him out to you, that you may know that I find no guilt in him. So Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. 
Pilate said to them, Behold the man. When the chief priests and the officers saw him, they cried out, Crucify him. Crucify him. Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and crucify him, for I find no guilt in him. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and according to that law he ought to die, because he has made himself the Son of God. When Pilate heard this statement, he was even more afraid. He entered his headquarters again and said to Jesus, Where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. So Pilate said to him, You will not speak to me? Do you not know that I have authority to release you? and authority to crucify you? Jesus answered him, You would have no authority over me at all unless it had been given you from above. Therefore, he who delivered me over to you has the greatest sin. From then on, Pilate sought to release him. But the Jews cried out, If you release this man, you are not Caesar's friend. Everyone who makes himself a king opposes Caesar. So when Pilate heard these words, he brought Jesus out and sat down on the judgment seat at a place called the Stone Pavement, and in Aramaic, Gabbatha. Now it was the day of preparation of the Passover. It was about the sixth hour. He said to the Jews, Behold your king. They cried out, Away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, We have no king but Caesar. So he delivered him over to them to be crucified. So they took Jesus, and he went out, bearing his own cross, to the place called the Place of a Skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. There they crucified him, and with two others, one on either side, and Jesus between them. Pilate also wrote an inscription and put it on the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read the inscription, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Aramaic, in Latin, and in Greek. So the chief priests of the Jews said to Pilate, Do not write, the king of the Jews, but rather, this man said, I am the king of the Jews. Pilate answered, 
what I have written, I have written. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his garments and divided them into four parts, one part for each soldier, also his tunic. But the tunic was seamless, woven in one piece from top to bottom. So they said to one another, Let us not tear it, but cast lots for it, to see whose it shall be. This was to fulfill the scripture which says, They divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. So the soldiers did these things. But standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw this, his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour the disciple took her to his own home. After this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, said, To fulfill the scripture, I thirst. A jar full of sour wine stood there, so they put a sponge full of the sour wine on a hyssop branch and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Since it was the day of preparation, and so that the bodies would not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for that Sabbath was a high day, the Jews asked Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and of the other who had been crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and at once there came out blood and water. He who saw it has borne witness. His testimony is true and he knows that he is telling the truth, that you also may believe. For these things took place, that the scripture might be fulfilled. Not one of his bones will be broken. And again, another scripture says, they will look on him whom they have pierced. After these things, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly, for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus, and Pilate gave him permission. So he came and took away his body. Nicodemus also, who earlier had come to Jesus by night, came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 75 pounds in weight. So they took the body of Jesus and bound it in linen cloths with the spices, as is the burial custom of the Jews. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden, a new tomb 
in which no one had yet been laid. So because of the Jewish day of preparation, since the tomb was close at hand, they laid Jesus there. Now that we have heard the words of John chapter 19, and perhaps read along, let us move into a time of reflection. Sit with this chapter. Notice what emotions might be surfacing for you. Allow yourself to be present to this scene. And notice what Jesus is highlighting or bringing to your attention. As we continue to reflect, imagine what it might have felt like to be one of Jesus' disciples. What might you be thinking, feeling, experiencing? Do you notice anything new about the chapter from this vantage point? As we continue to reflect, the kingdom of God is so different from the world. 
Jesus, though God, lived as a human and then sacrificed himself that the bondage of sin would be broken. He shows humility, love, sacrifice. Jesus is our elder brother, showing us the way. Consider what it might look like to live out of these characteristics of humility, love, and sacrifice in the places God has you. Now that we have spent some time in reflection, let us move into a time of intentional prayer. Today's chapter, in one sense, is gut-wrenching. the crucifixion of Jesus. But today's chapter is also beautiful. But only if you know that resurrection is coming. Chapter 19 is the messy middle. those around Jesus and those living at this time did not yet know he would rise. They were living in an in-between, between Good Friday, Jesus' death, and Easter Sunday, Jesus' resurrection. And in our time, too, of redemptive history, we also live in an in-between. Jesus has come, died, and rose again. He is alive and living, and our sins are forgiven. But Jesus has not returned. And the world and the life that we see and live in is still full of brokenness, awaiting the day 
when Jesus will restore all things. This day when Jesus died is commemorated on Good Friday. There is space to mourn and grieve before the celebration of life and newness. If you can, let this bring you comfort in whatever your messy middle may be today. And in prayer, talk to God about whatever you are experiencing. And give yourself the space to feel. As we continue in prayer, Jesus' death and resurrection brings forgiveness of sin and restored relationship with God. Perhaps today, as we remember this sacrifice of Jesus that has brought forgiveness maybe you'd like to use the words of Psalm 51 in a spirit of prayer and confession. Knowing God removes our sin as far as the east is from the west. And perhaps 
ending this time of prayer with gratitude that Jesus has made this possible. Psalm 51 verses 10 through 12. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me with a willing spirit. As we move into our last time of prayer, as we did in chapter 18, let's continue to honor the weightiness of this chapter in moment with some intentional silence. Just be with the Lord. have your ears attentive to anything he may want to say.
as we begin to close, if you feel like you just want to dwell in the presence of God a little longer, just press pause and continue on. But if you feel ready to wrap up and move on into whatever may be next, let us close together in prayer. God, we cannot even fully grasp the weight of what you have done for us. But we are grateful. Jesus, you showed us how to live with love, humility, and sacrifice towards others. Jesus, you showed us how to live with love, humility, and sacrifice towards others. May your Holy Spirit produce your fruit in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.